0: I am encouraged and blessed every single time I push that play button, whether it's revving the word or be still and be loved or anything. I think it's time to just let you guys know and thank you all the way from Norway. You have been a blessing in my life. Even today, God used... Uh, you in my life to just encourage me uh, what I'm going through in my own life and spiritually what God wants to touch on or set me free from as normally what ends up being on your whatever I click <laughs> where there's an old post or new post and uh, today was really what I needed just uh, move my body and be renewed in my mind by what you said and to get on my knees and proclaim the freedom at the end and to let go. Uh, of those things or forgetting the things of the past. And so
1: thank you um, for the truths that you were speaking in love. Hey, Revelation Wellness friends, you just heard from Joran, one of our Revelation Wellness podcast friends who listens to the show all the way from Norway. Joran, thank you for sharing how this podcast is ministering to you each time you hit play. And friends, we just want to let you know that reaching the ends of the earth is only possible because of the generosity of our donors. And we are so thankful to each of you for helping us spread the good news of Jesus. Because of you, this podcast has been downloaded over 6 million times and is listened to across the world in more than 100 countries, including Poland, Lithuania, Qatar, Kazakhstan, Jordan, Pakistan, and Ghana. It just blows our mind, the reach that this podcast, this tiny little podcast has with the good news of Jesus. Isn't it incredible? Would you please help us to continue and spread God's love over the airways in 2023 by becoming a donor? Your yes today will help empower transformation, lasting change and freedom as people experience health and wholeness Through Christ. To become a mission mover with us, you can swipe up on the show notes and click on the link to become a donor today. And as always, we are so grateful to you for being here and we hope you have a very Merry Christmas. Peace.
0: Getting the playlist going in three, two, one, play. It's that time, everyone. (laughs) I think we have used this song for our Christmas episode since the inception of Revving the Word. (laughs) So lift the corners of your mouth with much demand, (laughs) or very little, I don't know. (laughs) We're bringing you the Christmas episode. So here's the deal. First first four songs, we're gonna have a good old time. The back four songs, back half of our time together, songs are gonna be more contemplative. So the energy is gonna be more contemplative. So if you wanna rock it out in the first half, go for it. But let's plan on the back half giving us room to think,
2: okay? And here's the other thing, little fun trivia fact. Out of the top
0: 65 Christmas songs ever written, (laughs) only two of them sing about Jesus,
2: which is crazy.
0: So I just, once I heard that, I'm like, you know what? Not on our watch. So we'll go ahead and have a little fun with these traditional songs you'll hear on the radio. But man, if we're not giving our heart to Jesus, celebrating Jesus, I don't know what we're doing. So let's have fun with that today. Hi, I'm Elisa Keaton, the founder of Revelation Wellness. If it's your first time, Merry Christmas. We're so glad you found us. Right now, move your body, however you wanna do it. It's called getting limbic. Go ahead, bring all that charged energy of the holidays and move your body. Go for a walk, Back in the house, put laundry away. <laughs> Shop in the mall with a little more vigor in your step. Whatever you're doing, do it all to the glory of God. So on a scale of one to 10, let's take the first half of this class working up towards a eight, but for now, you're about a five, meaning you're moving on purpose. And in about uh, three minutes or so, you're gonna feel your breath start to get a little more focused, okay? Maybe shake your arms like wet noodles. Take a deep breath in through your nose. Float out your mouth. Another one inhale through the nose. This time blow out your your throat. Like you're putting fog on a window on a cold day. And some of you, you just saw your breath float through the air. It's Christmas. Cold weather is happening right outside my door in Phoenix, Arizona. I look outside my window right now and My neighbor's Christmas lights are on. It is pitch black, 5.15 in the morning here. Something about this time of year just says, hope is coming. Amen? The darkest time of the year. A light will shine out of the darkness. to read today actually I'll start with our nope nope what am I gonna do let's pray Holy Spirit come help us to know more about Jesus in this time because if we know more of him we will know more about ourselves and what we are here for when the designed knows the designer we will know what to do with this embodied life. Come, reveal to us through your holy scripture who you are. Change who we are. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm gonna read to you. This is actually gonna start. John 1:14, And the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we have seen his glory glory as the only son from the father full of grace and truth think in pictures John is telling us about the gospel the good news of Jesus Christ and he uses this phrase and the word became flesh That's all I wanna do today, that's it. I want the Holy Spirit to help us understand what this means for us, that the Word became flesh. God, in a bod. Come on, that means something for us. It's redemptive to the whole person who we are. The commands of God the essence of God, who God is. Although he is spirit, he put on flesh. It's a great and glorious mystery, and I don't want to miss it this Christmas. How about you? All right. You're no longer a five. You're probably a six to a seven. You know you're a seven. When you can close your mouth and keep breathing and moving, but after about three to four breaths, it just feels better to open your mouth and breathe through that as well. But remember, we're nostril breathers. We should be breathing through the nose as much as possible. Go ahead. Take a little bit of time just to do that and see if you can make your heart smile. Make your spleen smile. Good. Go ahead. Put a little more pep in your step your shoulders back, lift the corners of your mouth, embody good news everyone, this is good news, God did not stay distant, and listen to me friend, he is not distant from you now, he is closer than he's ever been to you, make room for him, make room in your breath, come on, Make room in your body. Put your feet on the ground and feel the support of the earth underneath you. Everything in creation is here to support you. That you might know him. Your body. Your breath. Your muscle contraction. You're tired, sleepiness, even your exhaustion, your fatigue, your soreness. He knows. Slide into a seven. Some of you are clenching your jaw. Your face feels really tight. Go ahead and move your jaw around. Open your mouth. You can shift your bottom teeth side to side. Come on. I know it looks weird. Who cares? We do weird here. You know what? You know what's weird? God in a bod. The religious people of Jesus' day never saw it coming. That's why they missed it. We aren't going to miss it, friends. Revelation wellness. God makes us well. It's the knowledge of heaven to earth that is revelation. And I have to tell you, from my time traveling with the Lord, He just doesn't move like I expect him to. He just doesn't. And we can either be frustrated by that or fascinated. I'm gonna read you a quote from Max Lucado. Listen to this. This is the Christmas story. The omnipotent, in one instant, made himself breakable. He who had been spirit became pierceable. He who was larger than the universe became an embryo. And he who sustains the world with a, ch- with a word chose to be dependent upon the nourishment of a young girl. God as a fetus, holiness sleeping in a womb, the creator of life being created. God was given eyebrows, elbows, two kidneys, and a spleen. He stretched against the walls and floated in the amniotic fluids of his mother. God had come near. He came not as a flash of light or as an unapproachable conqueror, but as one whose first cries were heard by a peasant girl and a sleepy carpenter. The The hands that first held him were unmanicured, calloused, and dirty. No silk, no ivory, no hype, no party, no hoopla. Were it not for the shepherds, there would have been no reception. And were it not for a group of stargazers, there would have been no gifts. Angels watched as Mary changed God's diaper. Think about that. divinity friends became humanity divinity put on what was seen as dirty this is a glorious mystery can we just spend today getting our mystery up getting our wonder up childlike faith return to us Lord our childlike faith. God in a bod. And now, right now, God in your bod. Anything else would be too far away for him to be with you. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. So we, could become flesh, filled with the word, walking among those who feel hopeless, those who need a light to shine in the darkness, Jesus. He is the hope of a weary world. God in the flesh. right shift into a solid seven for the rest of our time together move moderate intensity be kind to you friends notice if you're trying to do this to fit into a pair of pants or earn the holiday meal or it's like some type of war tactic listen your war tactic is Jesus God now appearing in the flesh in you prepare him room we've been talking about that in the last few episodes about hosting him having a room for him his home is in us
2: be a good host
0: He's God, everyone, just for a second, get back your wonder. Here's the thing, this world and all the cares and concerns, the deceitfulness of riches, it steals our wonder, steals our fascination with who God is. God becomes an algorithm. We try to work into our life to make our life work he's God ask the Holy Spirit this question what is keeping me from this mystery God Holy Spirit what keeps me from being fascinated by you God and Abad what Jesus putting on flesh means to me he humbled himself he did not have to do this but he was willing because it pleased the father's heart I see it as if the father says to the son go go get your brothers and sisters go get our family bring them back listen son As he says to Jesus, this is not going to be easy, but are you willing if it means we win the world? And Jesus says yes to please the Father's heart because whatever pleases the Father's heart is what Jesus does. That's worship. So he came in the flesh not to point to the way but go the way we should go putting on flesh means you got feet Jesus had a pair of feet hands he had vocal cords he had a limbic brain everything we experience in a broken world He experienced fully man and fully God, God inside of him. He is God, but he emptied himself. It says in Philippians two, he emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men
2: What does this say to you?
0: What does the Holy Spirit want you to know? Uh, You know, I talk to the Holy Spirit because it's the job of the Holy Spirit to teach me, to help me, to get me back to the banquet table where the Father and the Son and all the heavenlies are hosting a feast. What does it say to you that He took on the form of a servant? being born in the likeness of men. And here's the thing, he was not even born in the the likeness of men as a baby, (laughs) as a baby. Can I just be honest? No wonder the the religious people missed it. It's offensive. Makes no sense. A baby touched by unmanicured calloused and dirty hands in a barnyard it makes no sense let him knock the sense out of you When the Word became flesh, stop it for a second, just think about this. One of my favorite things to do is to think about the embodiment of God, Jesus. Experience everything I experience in my body, anxiety, depression, hopelessness, frustration, Anger, jealousy, greed. He experienced the feelings of indignation. And you know that pride would come up in him, but he would learn to submit it to the Father over and over again. This is why I'm convinced Jesus was found often to be alone with a father in a desolate place. His life depended on
2: it. Your life
0: depends on it. My life depends on it. Come near to God. He's come near to you. So when you feel what you feel,
2: it's not a sin.
0: I told you guys, I'm convinced that Adam and Eve, before sin entered the world, they felt tension in their body. When the serpent slithered up and confused them with a contrary view, they felt that in their body. They felt a little bit of pride rise up in them. You know what? God's made us for pride inside of us. Pride is not a sin to be proud, to walk in glory and honor of who God is because of who he is. You are his bright, shining star. You are the conqueror. You have dominion and subduing authority, power. That'll give you a sense of pride. But it's the kind that knows where it comes from. Not the kind where you grab a sword and cut someone's ear off.
2: Because you can. Jesus
0: experienced indigestion. Jesus got a cold or a flu. Can you imagine how how disorienting that must have been for God in the flesh? Whoa! He's never experienced pain in his body before and now as a little baby vulnerable and in need of the help of others is that crazy god born helpless because he believed in the help of his people he believed in the help of his people goodness their hearts that although there was a lot of evil in the world God took his bet on the goodness of his design that if my son is sent and he is cold and hungry someone will feed him and clothe him surely I'll be sure of it he says, but we have to live in that confidence. God provided for his son to come and put on flesh and live among us, walk among us, teach and show the way, not just talk about the way, show the way. God and body.
2: God in a bod
0: He emptied himself taking on the form of a servant
2: He's been the great Being born
0: I am. in the likeness
2: a of a male child has been the great I am
0: and being found in human form he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death even death on the cross what breaks me every time is this little baby was born to die and he knew it to think about the fact that Jesus being born as a baby, his brain in the same condition of ours as an infant,
2: his brain,
0: which is just this processing system of the body, which makes us, it gives us the ability to reason and know God. It doesn't come into full form until somewhere in our mid 20s. So Jesus in a baby's body fully God also had to battle with the reality that over time his brain would form all kinds of cognitive distortions
2: but because he was
0: fully God
2: he knew where to take
0: those wrong thoughts based on the view of the world he saw around him as an eight-year-old and as a 10-year-old and a
2: 12-year-old.
0: Surely he felt all the frustrations of being a teenager. <laughs> Pimples. Judgment. Being just a carpenter's son. Not being of a royal class. We know, Scripture says, there was nothing about him that made him something special. No one crying. would take notice. Can you imagine People's people just walking you? by God of the universe? The
2: oh, man, it's
0: a mystery.
2: But when his time had come, generation, after generation, generation, God in the
0: flesh walks among us. And calls disciples, says, Follow me. He is God. He came not to point to the way to go, but to show us the way to go. Action. It up, God put on flesh. Acquainted with all of our pain, all of our frustration.
2: We see it in the Garden of Gethsemane. We ask the Father, Is there any other way? Is there any other way?
0: Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Y'all, this is to say when the Word becomes flesh, it means that all the commands of God, who God is, takes on flesh. And you want to know something about your flesh and my flesh and every flesh that's ever been created? It's weak. Weakness we feel that weakness I'm limited in my strength I'm limited in my ability to keep my eyes open and keep watch the word of God the strength of God because his word is strong guys what he says will come to pass his words are not wishes his words are the foundation of the earth everything created has come from the word The strength of God took on weakness of flesh. Why did he do that? First of all, it shows the body matters. He thinks it's beautiful. He thinks it's worthy to be inhabited by God. It's the perfect dwelling place. It was always his original design. He was gonna make his way back to us because we wandered off from him. He was gonna come back for us. And this time, just to walk with us was not gonna be enough. To walk in the cool of the day would not be enough. He was moving into us. The strength of God took on weakness to show us how to get back home. Listen to me, weakness and vulnerability is God's way in. When you are feeling weak, when you are feeling vulnerable, when you're feeling exposed, all your weaponry doesn't work anymore. All your protective measures, they don't do it anymore. You are blessed. Weakness and vulnerability is God's way in, or look at it this way. It's your way out. If you are trapped into thinking of this world, feeling hopeless and despair, feeling out when you were made to be in the world, weakness and vulnerability is your way out of a world system and kingdom and into the kingdom of God. God favors the foolish things. Weakness is God's way in. (laughs) We honor you, God. We thank you. We bless you. We believe in your holy name that this is for you and about you, God. We give you this. We give you our pride. We give you our misunderstanding about who you are, our lies we believe. Tear it down, God, and show us who we are in this next year as people (laughs) who do not run from weakness but run towards you into the light, into your marvelous light, and in your light is the life of all men. We love you, Jesus
2: be blessed. King Jesus, we love you. Amen.